BTC pod. Smashes, crashes, strong winds and red faces, Donington Park provided all of the action. A safety car completed more laps than some drivers and the stewards uh, were certainly busy on this one. Sam and I will review all of the actions. Sam, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Excellent weekend of action we've had, although uh, some strong-handed manoeuvres were were afoot. Indeed, they were. Yeah. Uh, the stewards and the clerks of the course were very busy on uh, this weekend. Donington always provides the action. It's almost like going down a hill at 100 <laughs> mile an hour into, <laughs> into a, a tight corner. Yeah, into a little uh, co complex. It's a good idea, um, but it did provide some excellent racing, albeit uh, with some very expensive racing for some teams this weekend. Qualifying report. Uh, should we begin with qualifying? Yeah, I think we should. It's a good place to start. Starting the weekend off on the Saturday, there were strong winds and strong weather conditions that were passing over the track. Yep. Um, bit of rain in there as well meant that drivers had to really time when they got out on track and when they could set their best times. There were a couple of red flags as well, with um, people having obviously their times deleted and and being pulled out the uh, gravel traps by by all accounts. Yeah, I was quite shocked when I saw the results come in. Um, Sturgeon on paper looked to be nearly a second faster than anybody else. It was ridiculous. Um, and I thought, oh gosh, maybe the BMW's doing toning down in power mm. this year. But it actually, as far as because Turkson was able to get his lap in while it was still relatively dry. Yeah, he uh, got out there early, didn't he? He did, got the lap on the table. Um, Sutton again proving how good a driver he is in the wet. That's a very quick time in um, dampish conditions. And I suppose the surprise in a way was that Chris Smiley and... Um, Josh, Josh Cook, Cook are in the top four. That Honda looks seriously it's quick got this pace, year, doesn't, doesn't it? It, it does look good. Um, we thought it was a bit of a flash in the pan, possibly at Brands. Yeah, but shorter circuit, it's sort of suited to the Honda. This is a much more difficult circuit, more tight, more more you know, tight corners and uh, more difficult strings of corners, if you like. Um, but both those cars look seriously quick. I mean, it seems to suit the Honda this circuit. We've got five Hondas in the top eight in qualifying. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, if you get a clean lap in. You're looking good to be up in the top ten. Yeah, I mean, top ten was covered by less than a second. Yeah, which we're used to seeing. We sure are. I mean, yeah. It's a, I suppose the big <laughs> loser in all of this again is probably Senna Proctor. Uh, again, quite a poor qualifying showing here. Twenty first on the grid. You're asking, or you're leaving yourself a lot to do here. Um, and also, Roy Butcher quite far down. Surprisingly, after his uh, his good uh, first weekend out of Brands. To be down 19 was a bit surprising that car looked to be quicker. Considering Tordos up there in fifth in an identical car, yeah. it may be a case again of getting traffic yeah. or whether he caught a red flag on his fastest lap. And again, if the track just gets a little bit more damp, yeah. you know, it just gets a little bit more slow. Um, but yeah, interesting topsy turvy kind of uh, qualifying and Andrew Jordan of course qualifying down in 16th. That was to seal his fate for the mm -hmm. day as we'll come on to in the uh, race one report. Um, but yeah, Turkton, that's his first pole in two years. I know. I couldn't believe it when they came through with that stat. And I was like, really? I mean, and on, on paper... He, he only had one win last season. Yeah, I was going to say on paper, he's not doing that well if you look at no, wins and poles and but stuff. He's but he's really consistent. Yeah, yeah, he plays the number. I mean, when Shedden won his championship, um, he played the numbers. You've, yeah. you've got to play the numbers. Because last year we saw how many different winners there are of each race. 
you've got to yeah. play their numbers. Um, that's why Ash Sutton's currently top, because he has had some very consistent results across all six races. Yep. Um, that's why Chilton's still in the mix, because he's, again, podiums or there or thereabouts in all three races, and, and Cook to, a, to an extent. Race one. So, moving on to race one then. It, it's one big incident, isn't it, race one? Well, it was, it was, was it race three? Exactly. We said to each other that it might as well have been race three of the weekend and the shackles were off and everyone was going hell for leather. A pretty even start for race one and then they get to the craners and down into the old hairpin and well, before everything that, goes off. Before that, of course, Bobby Thompson with a false start off the grid just to compile the misery on what was already yeah. a fairly poor weekend for himself after such a good sh- uh, showing at Brands, qualified quite low down the order uh, and then what's interesting about this as well is that they do seem to be looking at the starts all over the grid because mm. in the past you've kind of got away a bit at the back you could yeah. creep a little bit perhaps um, yeah I mean Nick Hamilton was also scheduled to have a drive-through penalty yep. <laughs> before he uh, got taken out by Moffat later in the race but it's interesting that they say they do seem to be looking at this up and down the grid um, which is it's a good thing it's a yeah. good thing as long um, as they're consistent with it all season as we said in the previous podcast you enforce it and we don't mind yeah as long as it's consistent absolutely so yeah the main incident of race one then was uh, the unfortunate incident of Andrew Jordan who is uh, well as well yep. could be which is the main thing but going down the craners I, I think this Conclusive on this one, Rob Card is to blame for me. He's, he's yeah, up, he's, he's he's down the inside, but only what quarter of the way. Yeah. And the actual, I've looked at it several times, and the actual impact is before you get to the turning. Yeah, for the old hairpin. And as he comes out of there, Jackson, uh, Jackson, Jordan is already sideways across the road. Yeah, and being real rear wheel drive is nailed the throttle, isn't he? And it's yeah. snapped back. Which has taken out Morgan, Jelly, Simpson, Jackson, um, and Hill and Moffat had to take avoiding action. Yeah. I mean, it's an awful crash because the Jordan is uh, in the left-hand drive car, yeah. so he's essentially been T-boned twice. One by Morgan, Morgan first of all, with the biggest hit, biggest hit, uh, biggest damage to another car was was sustained by Morgan. Unfortunately, he suffered light back injuries, um, yeah. but nothing that a few. Tablets, kill, yeah. as he said. Um, but yeah, I mean that's a pretty big smash. He looked, uh, Morgan looked quite windy when he got out of the car. Mm, he looked quite stiff. He, he was pain. holding his lower back. And I didn't like how Jordan got out of the car either. He was very wobbly, very very unsteady on yeah, his feet. Yeah, to be expected. You've been yeah. t-boned twice. I, I'm amazed Jelly got going again. I, that was the biggest surprise. Well, Jelly's impact didn't obviously wasn't that hard. Um, I think he'd seen kind of what was going on in front of him. He had nowhere to go, as did. Uh, Morgan and Simpson, who was behind yeah, him. Yeah, none of those cars had any any blame in that no. at all. Um, um, unfortunately, collected. Simpson had fairly <coughs> similar front end damage to Morgan, although not quite as serious, and he had to drag it back into the pits. But yeah, how Jelly carried on, I'm not quite sure. No. Yeah, quite funny seeing Jack. Jack uh, quite funny seeing Simpson go back into the pits with the bonnet up. That, yeah. that's always quite fun to watch. Yeah, luckily those bonnets, you can they've got a nice arc on the bottom yeah. of them that you can see through. A disappointment for him because obviously he's um, he had a, a tough weekend out of Brands uh, so. Simpson. You want to get that behind you and get get into the the new weekend and be taken off at the start. Um, Jacks Ollie Jackson a little bit unlucky as well. Yeah, um, he, he got clipped with um, Jordan spinning round and yeah. then that had already broken the rear suspension. He had nowhere yeah. to go and then Hill clipped him again. Yeah. Um, again, no no fault no. attributed to Hill. We we kind of laid into him a little bit for his move on Sutton last time out, but again. Uh, at this passenger. point, yeah, passenger Moffat quite lucky not to get caught up in it. Yep, 
some would say skill, some would say luck. I think it's a mixture of the, the two. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I suppose the biggest surprise at the end of all this was there wasn't a red flag. It was done. Uh, we both called it when it happened. Yeah. That's got to be a red flag. There were certainly cars. The amount of possible injury that there was to Jordan and even to um, Morgan, mm. I was surprised there weren't. Although the medical team got there quickly, yeah, I'm surprised they didn't stop it to make sure everything was okay. Well, not even just not even just the um, the human impact, just the amount of cars left oh, yeah. littered around the crane and the curves and what well, the old air, hairpin. It made more sense for me to stop, let them get you know put them all in, restart the race. The only thing that I can think that why they didn't stop it is because they weren't on the track. They were all off on the grass already, so there was a clear line yeah, for safety car and Though, the train to go through. I want to assume there's a lot of debris to sweep up. Yes. Uh, when the restart happened then? Uh, yeah, lap after the restart. Moffitt looks like he's got into the back of Hamilton. I wonder whether Hamilton was coming in to take his drive through. Possibly. Um, it looked like he was going across towards the pits. Um, but to me, and it, he has clipped the back of him. If that is the case of Hamilton, that's quite poor driving to be that far off the line to then come into. You know, you've got yeah. you've got to go tight around the chicane and go straight to the pit. You can't yeah. start drifting across the circuit. We saw Robottom do that at Brands and that nearly ended an accident with him and Chilton. Yeah. Um, I do worry about some of the ability down the end of the field, as Mike Jordan put it, perhaps too strongly. When you qualify down the end of the field, you're racing with quote idiots. Yes. Um, I'm not entirely sure that's fair. It was it was a very much heat of the moment interview that he had with Louise Goodman there. Yeah, and in fairness, his son's on the way to hospital. Exactly. Jordan's had a very similar accident um, at Silverstone, which obviously punctured his lung and he had to be airlifted to the hospital. You're going to be worried. It's like the footballers manage and they get cross. You stick in a microphone in their face straight after the race mm. and expect them to give you a, you know, a fair and balanced a, answer. A civilised yeah, answer. It's not going yeah. to happen. I, I don't agree that they're idiots down the back of the field. I think it was a lot worse uh, three or four seasons ago where mm. sort of the rear of the midfield pack to the back of the grid were just awful and taking each other yeah. out left, right and centre. Do you remember that one at Snetterton where a car flips over the barrier, took out the camera stand? Yes, yeah, on pitch uh, straight. Yeah, I think that was the peak of stupidity yeah. uh, of, the, of the touring car drivers. It brought out another safety car that instant as well because it blocked the pit lane entry. Oh yes, yeah, the Moffat um, one, yeah, yeah. Which we seem to see this more and more that safety cars cause safety cars. I mean, that was bizarre, wasn't it? He's at the end of the pit lane. There was nobody available just to wheel him in. I couldn't no. understand that. I couldn't because it was still fairly on, on, uh, early on the race. The track, the field doesn't spread out too much. You'd have thought there'd been time for someone just to push it into the pit or just push mm. it to one side. I didn't get and that saved second safety car. Since gone for ages, because it was only yeah, one car yeah. to move. I didn't. I couldn't and, understand. And that. he moved under his own steam yeah. after, after he'd got it sorted. Um, so yeah, as we said, that caused another safety car, another restart by Turkington, flawless. Yeah, it was interesting, on the first one it appeared that he tried to put the lights on in an attempt to perhaps trick Sutton into the fact he was braking. Yep. Um, I have to say on the first restart, Sutton went with him, Sutton did, did really well on the first restart. I the think. second one, um, it looked like more that Turkington kept on weaving, but at full yeah. pace, Yeah. which um, spread the field out a lot more. I must admit, I did think... Uh, when the first safety car was called, I said to you, I thought Sutz was, was going to win the race. But mm. yeah, flawless second restart by Turkey. The flawless race by Turkey just drove sensibly, looked after the tyres really, really well. Yeah. Sutton started to struggle towards the end of the race, I think it's fair to say. Um, not not as much as Cook, though. Not as much Kirk as Cook. Obviously, qualified um, on the front row, had an instant pack first race. Yes, he did. Um, Un unlucky, he gets caught together with Tordoff, yeah. which uh, gives uh, Josh a, a puncture. Tordoff himself would then go off and spin off the road some laps later, just 
I'm not sure what's going on with him at the minute. He looks rusty. He does. I don't quite understand why. I'm wondering if it's just the swap of car. I mean, he's now this Possibly. is this is his third season in touring cars. His third different car. He yeah. said the BMW. Last year was at Motorspace. This year he's with a Honda. Yeah. Maybe he's just he needs to stick perhaps with a car and get used to driving a yeah. particular car. Maybe um, because in his debut season, he won the championship in the BMW. He came very close to winning the championship. Yep. Then took a season out, then came back with Motorbase. Didn't really set the world alight with Motorbase last year. Had a couple of good results, but mm. didn't really. Yeah, it was a solid season. No, he, he, he most notable point last season was that he had a pink car. Yeah, let's say yeah. He, he had a solid season last year, and he's really started this one poorly. Just some silly mistakes, and yeah. you know, to get a wheel on the grass under no under no yeah. pressure. It, it bizarre, bizarre. Uh, and as you say, Cook of the with the damage ended up basically just falling to the back of the grid. Yeah, he had to go in, change change the tire, obviously. And well, it fell off. Yeah, the the rest of the session was pretty much a little test session for him, as it was for other drivers that had to come in. Shout out to Roy Butcher. We kind of criticised him a little bit in the uh, qualifying roundup. Finished ninth. Good moving through the field mm, there. He, very good. He's looking quite. I'm not going to say he's going to the championship because that's going a bit too far. Far, but he's looking quite. Good so far, isn't he? Looks like he's Solid. Racier. Yeah. Last year he was um, a bit nothingness, albeit in a car that was nowhere near at the same level that this car is. But we're actually starting to see it's quite a good driver underneath that, and it's good to see. It's encouraging, yeah. We always want up and coming drivers coming through the championship and providing the competition that we want to see at the top. We want strong cars, yeah. that's the thing. And I think it just highlights that there are some really poor cars in, in this lineup, in particular the MGs. I knew you were going to say them. Well, they're <laughs> so far off the pace, yeah. it's unbelievable. Even if you gave that car to Sutton or to Turks or something like that, I don't think they get a much better, I don't think it's the drivers here. The MG's been quite poor in the sport for some time, ever since the Triple Eight, Cook and uh, Sutton era. Yeah. And even then I think they got more out of the car than perhaps they should have done. Yeah. Um, and so they are some. They are probably the poorest cars on the grid. Mm. I can't make my mind up on the Audis. They were pretty poor last year, but Jake Hill seems to be getting sank out of it this year. So. He does. Um, I also thought the Volkswagens were very poor last year. It'll be interesting to see yeah. whether they develop this season. They're showing signs of it, aren't they? They're showing signs yeah. they're a bit more competitive. Certainly, at brands they were here. They had a, a mixed weekend of some. I oh, mean, they had a terrible final race, though. Yes, we'll get onto that we'll get later. Onto that. Yeah, I mean. I think you're going to be looking particularly at what uh, Bobby Thompson and Jack Goff are going to deliver this year. Yeah. Um, that's no disrespect to both the increase, but I think Goff and Thompson... You, they, you, they've but, got experience of yeah. being in the championship. That's pretty much it for race one then. So to uh, clarify the top ten, Turkington, Sutton, Oliphant. Uh, good podium there for Tom Oliphant. Yep. He seems to have got to grips with that BMW very quickly. You know, picked up from a, a bit of a two, nothing season last year. He's got two year. experienced teammates there yep. which he can feed off of as well. Yep. Um, and we say we, we, I don't think there's any people to raise some eyebrows into WSR, but so far four races, four solid drives. I yep. think yeah, he's he's making a good impression. Matt Neal always goes round uh, where around Doddington, a good solid finishing fourth for him. Tom Ingram again didn't set the world on fire, just drove a conservative race, good yep. points. Then it was Camish, Smiley, Chilton, Plato, and Collard round off the top ten. Um, they had an interesting weekend. Team PMR. We'll come on to that mm. as we go through the races. Um, obviously Collard. I suppose you have to say did well in so far as they were always there or thereabouts, weren't they? Yeah, I say Carl did well in so far as he survived the incident with Jordan. <laughs> I suppose. Yes. I do think perhaps that there's some history between Collard and Jordan that may explain some of the mm. comments. Uh, I Collard has a history of rubbing people the wrong way in the sport, shall we say? Yes, he does. Um, and Mike Jordan was a bit more of a fan's favourite and driver's favourite. I think it's also fair to say. 
race two. Race two, obviously, same starting grid as race one finished, but yep. with the ballast on board. Of course. First time we've seen Turkington run with the uh, ballast this season. Yep. It looked solid, didn't it? Yeah, the BMW it looks looked to be able to handle it really well. I do wonder if there is going to be a tone down coming. Yeah. I have to say because both the cars ran very well. Both the yeah. cars uh, were so quick on that straight. And I don't think there would have been any doubt that if Jordan would have been able to get out for the second race or be able to race, that he would have done well this weekend as well. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, just that straight. That's the second straight we've had, which has been quite long distance, and both times they've been able to open it up and just go. Yeah. Um, I do wonder if we're going to see uh, a power down come, perhaps after Thrax, and that might be the absolute... Um, litmus test as it were yeah, for us it's, is a very quick circuit it's a power hungry circuit with so many flowing corners yeah. that you can just you, you'll see how much of a difference there will be yeah I agree but yeah they, they seem to handle the balance really well but the only problem was that when you're more heavy and Matt Neal thumps you on the side you're more likely to slide off the track as well uh, yeah he, he likes to um, nuzzle Nuzzle is well, the prob- probably the word he would use. I'd use push to pass, but yes, it's so probably, would I. In the words of Joe Sirius, it's probably better if I say nothing. <laughs> um, yeah, Oliphant had a decent start. Yep. Obviously, okay. the three front wheel drive, uh, rear wheel drive cars at the front got past Sutton. Sutton, lovely cutback move once he realised the place was gone. Yeah. Um, and was ahead of him by the time they got down to the old hairpin. Yeah. And then Oliphant just fell into the clutches of Neil. Yes, I, I'm not quite sure what happened, but he dropped off of uh, Turkington and Sutton quickly. Sutton did really well, I thought, to hold the weight in the Subaru um, mm-hmm. Vorg. It's not a particularly good car at taking weight, we've seen in the yeah. past. Um, but he did really well. He, again, he's a very strong driver. For me, he's probably the best naturally talented driver on the grid. He mm-hmm. does. He's so good at overtaking, but he's also so good at blocking off yes. overtakes on him. Um, you've got to do a lot to get past Ash Sutton. Uh, and uh, a second and a third in the first two races, not a bad result. Not at all. Um, that's two more podiums for a car that doesn't apparently work if you talk to some people. And again, Proctor really does seem to be struggling in, in comparison, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. I'm not quite sure why, really. Because obviously the car must be there because Sun's being, being able to produce with it. Well, I'm not sure because we said the same last year with Plato. Is it just a bad car which Sutton is able to get? A ridiculous amount out of because he's such a good driver. You know what would be interesting whether that is exactly the same chassis that Proctor's got as Plato had last year. Yes, yeah. that's what Plato was always complaining about, wasn't it? But considering they've got rid of two cars, you'd have thought they'd have taken the chassis off the uh, yes. quote better cars, yeah. which they're now not running this year. Yeah, I, I'd be absolutely surprised if that's not been the case. But perhaps we just perhaps we were too harsh on Plato last year. Perhaps it is a particularly mm. poor car, and Sutton is just very good at ringing its neck as he, as he says ringing every inch of power out of it yeah it's a good race for him Tordoff fought up well to get to 14th uh, from the back of the grid uh, but Jake Hill was the real winner in this race along with Josh Cook Josh Cook of course started at the back of the grid after his problems in race 1 up to up to 8th that car looks so good yeah I mean Cook and Hill started 24th and 30th yep. respectively um, and to get inside the top 10 excellent drives uh, again race 2 wasn't without incident though no nope. Um, a mindless and silly move from Mark Blundell in yes. the Audi on Sam Osborne. Yeah, I'd agree. I don't know what gap that he saw coming down into the final chicane, but for me, there wasn't even half a car's gap. No, it's poor. It's a poor move. It's a poor um, move. And 
he pushes into the rear corner of Sam Osborne and they both go sliding across the chicane. Yep. Very lucky not to hit anyone else. Yes, very lucky. Very, very lucky on that. Um, and as a result of that, uh, Mark Blundell was actually given two penalty points on his licence, which I think is completely fair. Yeah, no complaints on that whatsoever. Um, it's a poor move. There's no space whatsoever. Just one of those things, unfortunately. Uh, of course, it takes the, the MG out. What well, They were having quite a poor race as it was, but yes. just compounded that. You say Tordor fought through the field. Um, it wasn't helped by a certain Mr. Plato. Um, no. They had a coming together coming out of uh, Redgate and down to the Craners, um, which to me is Plato's fault. He shouldn't be putting his nose down the inside where there isn't that much of a gap, especially at the type of corner that the Craners is. I'd agree, but I think there's enough of a gap there to go for. I think initially, and he should have backed out when that became clear there wasn't a gap. So, the first part of Hollywood, he's on the grass. Yes. (laughs) Coming out of Redgate, onto the grass through Hollywood, and then you're wanting to go down the inside onto the craners. I think there's enough room as that move starts. I think he should back out, um, but I think there's enough room as it starts to, to try and get through there. Um, I think, and it's not an excuse, I think Plato's genuinely enjoying having a car that can race. <laughs> that, that is true. Um, and a good good, good race for him, uh, finishing sick. That must be his highest result in Lord knows when. Yeah. I think he just likes having a car he can actually get in amongst it with. Unfortunately, Dan Camish um, had a drive through penalty in this race. We believe it was for his grid position start. Yep. Um, which, again, if it was, I haven't seen any pictures of it. No, but. It was consistency by the officials is good to see. Um, Stephen Jelly just seemed to run out a bit of a loser this weekend after yeah, a really he, strong he weekend at Brands. Several offs in this race as well. Yeah, um, Perhaps some damage left over perhaps. Maybe, maybe some damage from the impact in the first race as well. Talking of damage by the way props to Adam, Mor- uh, Adam Morgan and his team. Mac Tools. Mac Tools yeah. getting back out. He finishes 12th as well. I know. That's that's some pretty good guy from the Tools team. Fair play. I mean, Simpson said that his car is mainly cosmetic, and yeah. that seems to be the case. But uh, still, good. It's a small team. Still good to get him back out on the grid. But yeah, yeah they... Ro- Robotons mechanics were in there helping as yep. well. Obviously, running the both running the A class Mercedes. But yeah, good to see um, Morgan get back out there and get a twelve. Excellent. Another instant again. Um, Smiley went off down the craners. Yeah. Um, from an instant that happened at coming out of Redgate into Hollywood. Goff goes into his rear corner, breaks the suspension. It's an optimistic move for me for Goff. I think Goff's lost it a little bit going in as well. The, yeah. the Volkswagen didn't seem at all stable through that no, part of the track all. all weekend. I'm wondering if Goff has just lost the rear end a little bit and gone mm. into the back of, uh, of Swan. It wasn't clever. It um, wasn't, no. Um, he, he has had a verbal warning for that incident. Yeah. Um, it put Smiley off into the uh, gravel trap down the Craners. The last major incident in this race was uh, Cook and Oliphant at, uh, down at Redgate. I'm, not, I'm surprised Cook got away with this one. I mean, it, yeah. uh, I mean, he gets a verbal warning. Yeah, he does. But, I mean, he gets away with this for me. He because, really does. <laughs> he completely spins out Oliphant. Oh, yeah, it's a poor move. <laughs> He's and got it all wrong. He goes on to finish um, in eighth, mm. and Oliphant... Doesn't even score points. No. Optimistic move, gets it wrong, spins on the front round. Yeah. For me, yeah, that's that's worse in a way than um, the Blundell one for me. It's, it, it's effectively, that's similar to what Jelly did last week to, or at the previous round to yeah. Matt Neal. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. Um, yeah, but Cook gets away with it. Mm. So, 
And we, we didn't see anyone letting people back through when there was question over whether it was fair or not this weekend. I think we? that will fade away as the season goes on. It's inevitable. We said last, last pod, the first few weekends, they'll be really hot on it because it's new season. We've got to get it right this year. Uh, when, when we get to the second meeting of Thruxton, we're going to see cars in the you know, left, right and centre being <laughs> smashed off left, right and centre. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I think that will sort of dissipate as we go through the season. Yeah. So then race two, just to confirm the finishing order, Colin Turkton, uh, we haven't really spoken about him because he didn't really speak about a perfect race, led from the start. Lights the flag. Easy. Um, obviously, he had the safety car restart in this one as well. Yeah. Again, textbook. Yeah, easy. Uh, Matt Neal, strong. Strong finish yeah. from him. He goes very, very well around here, as we said. Afsuts, excellent uh, podium for him. Uh, managed hold of Tom Chilton, another good point scoring. Uh, uh, going under the radar this weekend, which is what you need. Points being prizes, he keeps scoring them. Uh, good finish for Rory Butcher, managed to come through the field a little bit uh, and got fastest lap, which is interesting. It's the older shape chassis, that one, mm. and seems to be still very competitive. Yep. Um, Followed by Jason Pleasure, Rob Collard, six and seven of good points for them. Josh Cook uh, and Jake Hill, as we've mentioned. Performances of the race with those two. Yeah, Tom Ingram slid down the order a little bit here, which is a shame for him, but yeah, in the end it'll be... Carrying weight, obviously, from finishing fifth. Yep. First time the car's properly carried weight. Yeah, it, yeah um, can... so getting used to it, probably. And he's lost five positions to, you know, two of those are to cars with no weight on whatsoever. Yep. Um, in fact, I don't think Butcher had any weight on either, did he, actually, thinking about it, so... And he's... Collard and Plato, yeah, had a good car this weekend. They did. Uh, and then that rounds up the top ten. Ollie Jackson, good finish for him as well. Let's just mention mm. that. You know, started at the back of the grid as well. Came through to eleventh. Um, and Morgan in twelfth. Yeah, good, good. All for involved him. in the uh, accident in the first race. Yeah. And actually, I'm going to give a little bit of props here. Nick Hamilton as well. He's finished nineteenth. He's come through yeah. the grid again. Not bad. Yeah, as you said, Tom Ingram. Benefited from finishing 10th. He did Got indeed. the reverse grid pole position for race 3. He did. Race 3. Uh, and race 3, which was, compared to the rest of the weekend, nothing happened. Yeah, I mean, the only sort of instance in race 3 were right. homemade errors, they were. The right at the start. Yeah, um, and the three Volkswagens just... They, they didn't seem they to had like... a shocker, didn't they? They just don't like that part of the circuit at no. all, did they? At all. Bordley, Crease, Goff... All managed to turn themselves around on the marbles. Yeah, running wide down the craners, first lap. Question over whether the cold rear right tyres. Well, Goff, Goff said in the interview that it wasn't the case. Yeah, Goff reckons he got hit by, by Nick. Yeah. Um, and then Nick turns around. I think if that is the case, Nick's got no blame at all for the second bit. Goff's back was across the circuit and Nick's tagged him. You can't, yeah. you can't be blaming uh, Nick Hamilton for that I don't think that's a case of being a passenger and the car's coming yes. across the front of you what do you do yeah. um, I'm not I'm not having that that's his fault on the second one and in fairness Goff has since apologised for his interview mm. and said you know you, you stick a microphone in the heat of the moment you're going to yeah. get you know, some interesting comments yeah very unlucky for the Volkswagens taking yeah. all three of them out of the race but it was weird lap. wasn't it because board increase went off at the same point at the same time you thought oh my god they hit each other no no, they just completely no contact lost at it. all. Just synchronized spinning. Yeah. Bizarre. Um, a fairly heavy impact for Bordley into the barriers. Yeah. Um, not so much for Crees, um, but stood up to the impact quite well. Those uh, Volkswagens. I'm going to say his name again. I apologise. A great race for Sutz on the hard tyre. Yeah. Wasn't expected to do much. Gets a fifth. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the only the only other one that was running hard tyre was Rory Butcher, mm -hmm. who finished fourth. 
I I'm, I really think Sutton is a dark horse watch out for this year because if he can keep getting this performance out of the car, uh, I mean he is at the minute looking to be Mister Consistent. Mm, it's only a matter of time before we start stringing together some wins. Uh, notably, it wasn't only the Volkswagens got a bit squirrely down that hill. No, in the first half actually, they all seemed to get a little bit wobbly. Yeah. Moffat got a little bit wobbly. Yeah, Chilton and Butcher together as well. Yeah, it's. I know it's almost it's pushing on to that rear tyre as you go down there, just because of the the camber and circuit and how it rolls down that hill. Yeah. Um, but it's a question of tyre warm up, or is there too many marbles on the outside? I think part of the problem is, and there's no way of fixing this, is that by the time you've got all the drivers on the grid, the tyres are cold. Mm. The warm-up laps are almost redundant in the sense that you know, we've got 30 cars to get on the grid now. Yeah. A rolling starts perhaps the well, way to go. The other thing we have to think about within this race, more than half the field were on that harder tyre. Yeah, there is that too. Which takes so the warm-up of that tyre isn't going to be no. as good. No, um, that, that's true. You can kind of expect something, something similar to that to be happening. Um, very good win for Tom Ingram. Controlled the race very well from the start. Everyone controlled the race from the start today. Yeah, no, no one else led a lap apart from those that started on pole. Which is unusual for touring cars. Very um, unusual. But yeah, Tom really seems to have got to grips that Toyota quickly. Um, he had a, a solid performance of Brands. Yep. Um, didn't particularly set the track on fire, but Nothing equally notable, did well. Score points. Yeah. Um, and this weekend he's looked a lot more competitive. Um, and I must admit, I wasn't expecting him to take a, a race win so soon. No, I, I, th- I think it's nice that he's taken the race win here because yep. of obviously the build-up in the week that he had. He went to the Toyota factory, yep. had 4,500 of the Toyota engineers down at the track, yep. and this is almost like a home race for them yeah. now. Yeah, well, I think he said his interview after, he said an adopted home yeah. race. Um, um, so it is a good showing for them. Yeah, absolutely. Um Again, a couple of quick shout-outs. Uh, Jake Hill, a good performance. Um, do you know what? He surprised me so far this season. I mean, we saw shades of the old Jake Hill in the last race at mm. Brands, but he's shown a certain maturity. He's come through the field really well in uh, race two to get get into the top ten. Yeah. And he's done very well to stay in that top ten. Yeah, I th- um, think he started on the hard tyre as well, started on the front row alongside yeah. Ingram. Um, and the top three in this race, Ingram, Carl Cook, all were on the soft tyre. The yeah. more optimum strategy. Again, Cook's name's up there, isn't it? Six races, yeah. he's up there more often than not. Um, Colin, not so good race for him, um, but scores points. That's what we've got to yeah. ask for. I mean, having two wins in in the weekend, yep. <laughs> you race three, if you can score Wait. points, you've had a really successful He doubled his success rate from last year, one <laughs> yeah. weekend. Um, I think the big loser from race three is probably Tom Children, who has mm. fallen down a little bit there. Didn't yeah, really... Yeah, didn't really get involved in this race like you'd expect him to. Um, and again, Santa Proctor, round the 20s, he just couldn't get that car working this weekend. I tell you what, I've only just realised this, but Chris Smiley had an excellent third race. Yeah, considering he was... He got all the back. way up to 11th. I'll tell you, those BTC racing cars look yeah. incredibly competitive this year. They are. Um, and possibly there's a seat open at... Um, Uasa next year Camish may not be kept on yeah. I don't want to start kicking him out of a seat before the season's no. really got underway but there'll be constant review of that Neil's never going to be kicked out of that team no. but there's Especially potentially a seat available if you see people like Josh Cook and Smiley oh. outperforming Camish yeah. in what's well, effectively the same car obviously sharing data yeah. then you're going to put question marks in yeah, it's a bit of a stretch to say it's a four-car team, but I don't yeah. think it's too much of a stretch to say this is a similar to uh, Red Bull Toro Rosso kind of oh, yeah. situation. 
there there is a chance if that if you outperform Cowish throughout the season, you might get Jara Slot next year yeah. before we get too ahead of ourselves. Mm. Um, one point I'd like to just quickly make, not about race three in particular, but just go back to our Rob Austin theory from last time out. Oh yes, he was spotted again. Yes, he was in the hospitality tent <laughs> with a shaved and beard. He shaved <laughs> off his uh, his his pirate beard. Um, just strengthening rumours that perhaps he will be a bigger part of Ingram's setup moving forward. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's race three. I say it wasn't a particularly exciting exciting race at all. Um, but what has that done for the championship? Ash Sutton, Mr. Consistent so far this season, hasn't had a race win yet, but he's top of the points by th- um, by three from Josh Cook. But equally, that shows how strong a start of season Josh Cook has had, considering that he's, oh, only, yeah. he's only scored points in five of the six. Yep. Um, and it'd be very easy to get your head down once you've you know, you've qualified well and you've been knocked to the back of the grid. It'd be very easy to get your head, you know, let your head mm. drop. But he's picked himself up and he really has shown his his racy. Um, yeah, I mean, there's only six points between the top five drivers, yes. um, and that just. It epitomises the championship with how competitive it is. And you look at down, so Ingram and uh, Neil aren't that far off even when you no. look at it. Um, and I mean now, twenty-five drivers out of the thirty have scored points. Yeah, I wouldn't be overly surprised if none of those drivers. Uh, no, actually, I expect Matt Simpson to get points. Matt Simpson and possibly Robottom. Well, again, it wasn't a particularly strong weekend for Robottom. Wasn't. Uh, he had he had issues in some of the races. Yeah. Um, but. I don't know, he needs to find consistency soon. I would like everyone to score at least a point this season. Yeah. Um, I think that isn't too far off the course. I think Nick Hamilton showed some positive mm. signs this weekend, I have to say. Um, Certainly. But whether he'll be... I mean, he's never going to be at the front. No. But he did show some good signs this weekend. Um, I suppose the people have lost out most is Chris Smiley uh, this weekend. He did very well, as you say, in race three, but yeah. he has lost out in the points. Obviously, Jordan hasn't scored a single point this weekend. No. Someone who we both believe will be a title contender, having a weekend like this really doesn't help. No, it's too early to say that's going to kill off any chance he yeah. has of winning the title, but yeah, that's put him at a huge disadvantage. In the manufacturers' constructors' standings, uh, Honda had a much stronger weekend for both the drivers' consistent scoring points, so they yeah. now lead of 151 points. Ash Sutton carrying the flag for Subaru <laughs> uh, keeps them second. I mean, that's interesting. They're ahead of BMW, isn't it? Who, yeah. I know Jordan hasn't scored points this weekend, but it was Proctor. And yeah. Oliphant had some good finishes. But, yeah, Ash Sutton doing his bit. Uh, and Subaru I'm not quite sure whether they worked that out in the same points structure as the normal championship, because that doesn't seem right. No, it's almost like we should probably do some more research before yeah. putting out a huge podcast. But. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then Vauxhall are in fourth, and Toyota are in fifth. Uh, in terms of the team championship, then much easier. BMW topped that uh, from BTC Just. Racing by a single point. Uh, Adrian Flux Subaru seventy-seven, Honda Uasa seventy-six, oh. and Cobra AMD sixty-nine. Along with shredded wheat. Along with shredded wheat. So that's going to be quite close. I yeah. expect BMW to probably win that. Though, to be fair, BTC Racing can stay consistent. Mm. They'll be up there for sure. Uh, especially as um, Jordan's counted as separate to yeah. the BMW team. Yeah, absolutely. He's running Pertec. He is indeed. Only for this season, though. It is. After that contract has come to a, a premature end, as we understand. Mm. In terms of the independent drivers, uh, Tom Chilton heads the way here on 89 points by a oh. single point of Rory Butcher, who is certainly putting his car in the, the ring this year. He, he yeah. seems to be very quick, Giving competitive. people a good run for their money. Yeah. A yeah. um, little, little surprise, considering 
what he did last season. Well, Tim Harvey was obsessed with him last season. Remember, <laughs> remember when Silverstone, yeah. Tim Harvey was absolutely obsessed that Rory Butcher would come through and win a race. And in many ways, Tim, as always, he's right. <laughs> yeah, still fairly close at the top of that. Obviously, yeah, Chilton, so. Butcher and Cook, they've, they've been really consistent at the start yep. of this season. Absolutely, absolutely. Independent teams, BTC Racing top that, as you'd expect. Um, team shredded week second. I say, oh, the Jacks had a good weekend. You know, mm, he did help us in the first race. Some strong finishes. Yeah, race two and three. Jack Sears Trophy. So this is for drivers that have never had a podium coming into this season. Mm. Of course, the two people that are currently top of this will not be eligible next season because nope. we've got Rory Butcher and Tom Oliphant uh, at the top there. Butcher 114 to Oliphant's 92. Bobby Thompson's third. Michael Creese fourth. Uh, Rob Smith. Crikey, he's done well. Yes. Uh, in fifth. Okay, so that brings us to the weekend awards, as it were. Yes. Um, so we're going to do drive of the day, surprise of the day, uh, and villain of the day. So I'll start off with the drive of the day for me, Sasson. Yeah. Um, I worried about the Subaru into this race. It's not mm. a particularly tight, twisty circuit. It's quite a quick one. Subarus have historically not been particularly strong at the quick circuits. No. Nope. Um, but he, he really got every inch out of that car. Dragged a performance out of that this weekend. Two you podiums. Could, you could see how he, how surprised he was about yeah. it as well. Yeah, yeah. Two podiums and a fifth. If you offered that him at the start of the weekend, it'd have bitten your hand off. Oh, yeah. a shadow of a doubt. I was expecting the Hondas and BMWs to dominate this weekend. Yeah. And in a way, they did. Yeah. But certain damage limitation, and he, he limited that damage very, very well. Mine has to be Turkington. Yeah, it's understandable. Purely because... Obviously, doubled the tally that he had from last season in race wins, yeah. um, and those were flawless race wins this weekend. Obviously, he had f- probably four safety car restarts in those yep. two races, um, and didn't put a foot wrong. Yeah, no, he did very, very well. Very consistent. Very well indeed. Did what he needs to do. Got the deep monkey off his back about getting uh, more than one race win in the season, yep. and yeah, as you say, it was very much in control. So yeah, I can't argue with that particularly. Um, my surprise of the weekend was Tom Ingram. Um, All right. Again, two solid races going into race three. Yep. Point scoring. And I wasn't expecting the win so quickly in that car, I have to say. I thought that... Uh, I think he said as well that he expects the first half of the season to be mm. slow but steady. You know, get Dave on the car and yeah. look to go hard in the second half of the season and, and next year. To get a win already in six races mm. is pretty good going for a brand new car, brand new shape. Yeah, obviously he had the luck of being drawn on pole, but Collard and Cook behind him were threatening. Yeah, as you said, Cook's in races all weekend, as yeah. we say. Collard is no old, uh, is no you know Slouch. fool or sloucher. He knows how to race. Um, good, good, good poacher for Collard. We have to say as well, PMR. Yeah. Um, yeah, they have to go as my surprise this weekend. Both Plato and Collard were consistent pretty much in the 10 all weekend. Yep. Um, and topped off with that podium in race three for Collard. It would be a very. And fastest lap. It would be a very popular thing to say, I'm sure. But no. it is nice to see Jason Plato actually be able to race again. Yeah. Um, you want these names on the grid and you want them to be able to race. You don't want to see him fighting down in no disrespect, but with Nick Hamilton and the likes for... He's he's a household name and has been for the last two decades. Yeah, and we want to see him racing, and it's good to see that PMR... It's good to see as well that PMR has put out a really competitive car. They showed uh, signs of it last year, signs of it the year before with Chilton and Proctor. um, I say last year of Cook and Proctor, they showed signs. Mm. Indeed, Proctor won a race last year. Um, As did Cook, I believe. But they seem to have gone up a step this year. Perhaps, yeah. perhaps with the calibre of driver as well, or the experience of driver, perhaps. But yeah, they seem to have really stepped up a bit this year and looking good. 
Yeah, they certainly do. Yeah. Who is your villain? I'm afraid it's Sam Tordoff. A disappointing weekend of brands. Yes. Had the chance much. to try and put that right this weekend. Qualified well. Yeah. Was up there in the first race. A silly mistake in the first race to put himself out of contention. Then he gets himself in a silly tangle with Plato. Too many incidents. Yeah. And that's been the story of his season so far, is it? Too yeah. many incidents. Plato has a huge hand in Tordoff's incident in the second race. Yes. But equally, Tordoff. As you say, he's getting himself into these incidents. Yeah. And he's the name that keeps cropping up as being involved in, being involved with. Mm. And even if uh, you say that the race two was down to just p- pure dumb luck, there's, n- there's almost no excuse for the mistake in race one, not at this level. No. Not if you want to be running at the front of the grid. You no. can't be dipping a yeah, a, a wheel in the gravel or dirt, dirt, dirt yeah. and start spinning yourself around. Not, not at this level. You expect that in the Genesis. You expect that in the lower down classes. You might even give a pass at the back of the grid for that sort mm. of thing. Not... Uh, a previous title contender yeah. um, and I think he needs to almost save his season at Thruxton which I expect he possibly can do in that car mm. I imagine they'll be strong at Thruxton but I think he needs to start getting back on the uh, he's, he's being outshone by Butcher at the moment oh, not just outshone absolutely outclassed in mm. every possible way I just think that he needs to get back onto the quote winning path going into uh, Thruxton uh, yourself? Uh, my villain this this weekend has to be Jelly for me oh, ok the amount of consistency and fight that he showed at Brands was impressive. He came into the championship, uh, came into the round third in the championship, and I don't think he scored a point this weekend. No, I mean the race one, he's unlucky. He is unlucky in race one, gets caught up in the Jordan incident. But even when he was at the back of the grid at Brands, he fought through the field. Yeah. Yep. And he didn't quite, he didn't show that tenacity or fighting spirit in. Race two and race three at Donington. Yeah, he just seemed off the pace all weekend. Yeah. Um, didn't qualify well. No. Didn't race particularly well. Uh, and you say it's a surprise because the BMWs have a history of going quite well around, yes. uh, around Donington. For those of you out there that might not know, there is a fantasy British Touring Car League. There is indeed. Where you can score fantasy points based on driver performances in each race. Yep. Um, and then they get added up and you can build your own team of up to six drivers yep. you get a budget of 10 million um, pounds each driver has their value which I believe goes up and down throughout the season depending on how well they do um, and you can change your team from race weekend to race weekend you can indeed um, we have done this for this weekend we missed out on the first weekend we unfortunately did. Um, and we've had Varied luck <laughs> well, I with our had, team this week. Well, no, I think I, uh, you've had bad luck. I've had quite good luck, I reckon. Um, so my team consisted of Aidan Moffat, Andrew Jordan, much to my demise, um, Bobby Thompson, Josh Cook, and Tom Oliphant. Now, yeah. combined, I got a score of 396 for the three races between those five drivers. Yeah, I too had Andrew Jordan, so essentially I only had a four-man team. Yep. But I also got for Jake Hill. Josh Cook, Roy Butcher, and Tom Oliphant. I mean, I finished the weekend with 532 points. Wow. Um, not bad considering I didn't have a, a racer as yeah. part of that, so I'm quite happy with that. Uh, Jake Hill's overtakes really did help me out there, so mm, kudos, Jake. Um, we will set up a little league for the pods. We'll get that up on the socials uh, hopefully sometime this week. Yep. Feel free to join in. No prizes other than no. the insane bragging rights of the oh, yeah. top <laughs> of the podcast fantasy league. You can unimpress your friends and colleagues with that. But yeah, it's, it's certainly good fun to get involved with. Free to play. 
Um, and yeah, it's just good fun. It's yeah. good fun. Recommend. Uh, well, that brings this pod to a close. An exciting race weekend we've had. Indeed. Many incidents, and we hope that all drivers will be back for Thruxton in three weeks' time. Yep. Just just a quick word on Thruxton. Looking forward. What are you expecting? Tires to go pop, hopefully. Yep. Uh, Thruxton's always been known for it, although they say that they're not they're not bringing the fragile tires to Thruxton. Uh, whether that's the same case this year, we'll wait and see. I think a lot depends on how hot it is in three weeks' time as well. Yes. Um, yeah, that could be interesting. Could um, be. I'm slightly worried about. I'd say I don't quite echo Mike's views on idiots, but this is a very fast track. Mm. You don't want big touches like we've had this weekend. No, and there's a even lot of big the, touches. Even the slight ones will cause issues at Thruxton. I think everyone needs to take a. I don't want to be the voice of doom and gloom. We all like crashes. We all like the excitement yeah. of British touring cars. But I think people need to take a, perhaps a step back yep. this weekend, uh, the week, uh, for the Thruxton weekend, and just perhaps calm down a little mm. bit. If the gap's not there, don't go for it. I mean, was it last year's season four? A car ended up over the fence in one of the. Oh, there are so many fields around Thruxton that have parts of touring cars buried in the soil. <laughs> um, Hundred years from now. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I'm also slightly concerned about how some of the support races are going to go around there. Some uh, horror crash in oh, Genesis. Um, we saw it live. Uh, uh, you fear the worst because obviously it's the track that Billy Monger had his awful yep. accident at a couple of seasons ago. The way that the car smashes head on into the other car at 100 mile an hour is it's sickening I was yeah I, yeah the the update on that is that Fingering was still in hospital last night um, having checks he's got bruises all over his body not surprised um, but hopefully he'll be back racing in the Ginettas yeah um, not at Thruxton certainly not life threatening or limb endangering as, as far as we're aware Jordan no. is as we understand discharged from hospital yeah he Jordan. was back at the track later that day was. which was good to see yeah um but yeah, uh, I suppose fair play to the Marshals and medical team, particularly yep. the Ginetta race. They got that sorted very quickly. They did. Um, but yeah, we don't want anything like that at Thruxton because it's going to be much quicker yep. and the, the yeah results will be much, much worse. Still, on that happy and cheery note, <laughs> cannot wait for Thruxton in uh, about three weeks' time. We hope you'll join us then. In the meantime, uh, do follow us and share us. Uh, social details coming up. Uh, and feel free to contact us in the meantime. Uh, that's all from me. That's all from me as well. And we'll uh, speak to you in about three weeks' time. Cheers, guys. Remember to subscribe, follow and also share our podcast for more touring car updates. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook by just searching for BTCP, British Touring Car Podcast. And you can also contact us there or on our email at btccpod at gmail.com.